Hey Valley family, hope you had a fantastic Christmas, that uh, you got all that you wanted, all that you asked for, but probably even more than that, I, I really hope that uh, your relationship with Jesus Christ is deeper today uh, because of this Christmas season. And uh, next week, we're going to be having our in-person services once again. Uh, Pastor Stephen's going to be starting us off with a brand new series, a whole month of January, uh, that we're calling New Year, New You. And you want to make sure that you uh, don't miss that, so go ahead and you can start uh, reserving your spaces uh, for our three services in person. But today is just uh, our online campus only, and uh, as you can see, we're just hearthside here. Uh, hopefully you're in your pajamas, and uh, we wanted to just make it very special uh, since we're just going to be online and giving all of our, our volunteers and our staff uh, really a break to be able to be with their their families and, and their loved ones. Uh, and, and so I kind of wanted to do a message that's somewhat of a, of a year in review. Um, you know, it's been quite a year, uh, 2020. Uh, in fact, I was talking with someone recently. Uh, it's been such a challenging year. I, I've said that, you know, before and, and to the whole staff. I was talking with someone recently, and they said they actually felt guilty uh, because 2020 has been a fantastic year for them. Uh, and that was my daughter, Michaela, and her fiancé, Josh. Uh, it, it's been an incredible dream come true year for them. Uh, so I said, don't, don't feel bad about that, y you know. Uh, but it's been a very, very different year so for, for many people. And, and so I wanted to share just, just real quick, a simple message, uh, seven powerful ways that 2020 changed everything. And, and you know, you think about like uh, September 11th. Uh, you, you know, 2001, 9-11, uh, 9-11 changed everything. It's like everything just stopped. And uh, you probably can remember exactly where you were uh, when, when you heard about uh, the terrorist attacks uh, on 9-11. I remember I was actually at the doctor's office uh, for a, a little checkup because I had a little lingering cough and uh, was with my physician, and he just retired recently. Uh, we went over that. We talked about that day. Uh, you know, almost 20 years ago. And um, it just it kind of is a moment frozen in time. A and that being said, I, I also remember where I was on September, I'm sorry, on March 15th, uh, 2020, when uh, church closed, when uh, basketball players stopped playing uh, in, in the critical NBA games. Uh, you know, uh, when it seemed like just everyone just ran toward the exits and everything shut down for months, and we really had to pivot uh, as a church staff and boost up all that we were doing online and in terms of technology, and I can't thank uh, our tech uh, personnel, our tech team, tech staff enough for, for, for all that, that they've done this past year. Um, you know, starting daily devotionals, morning prayer, all that on Facebook Live and um, just doing all that we could to still keep the church in touch, keep the church together, uh, moving forward. And uh, I, I really think that, y you know, we're not out of the woods here yet, but you can kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel in terms of COVID and, uh, you know, some of the ripple effects of that. Uh, but I don't think life's ever going to be quite the same because of, some things that changed us during 2020. And so looking back into 2020, this last Sunday uh, of the year, I, I want to share with you seven ways that life totally changed in 2020. 
And uh, the first one is this, uh, the world got smaller. I, I think the world really got smaller. Uh, we all of a sudden had an understanding uh, of, uh, you, you know, what quarantine is. I don't know if any of us had ever been in something like that before. Uh, Zoom, social media, uh, grocery stores became a whole new world, a whole new experience when we did, you know, venture out for the necessities. Uh, work stopped for thousands of industries, uh, schools, offices, uh, and, and the whole intensity of isolation, uh, I think, was something that I, I know from myself even. Uh, I tend to be a homebody, but man, that, that, was, that was incredibly difficult, uh, j- just isolating the way that we were called upon to do so. And, uh, and we learned we had to stay close to our relationships, to our contacts, the world shrunk to really a computer screen. That was it. It was just inside your house and, and then a computer screen uh, when we all of a sudden felt the world had become our family. And, and in Psalm 95, verse 4, the Bible says, In his hand are the depths of the earth, and the mountain peaks belong to him. I, I think the earth, the world shrank, but at the same time, uh, we, we realized how big God really is. And so that's a good thing. Not necessarily something we would have asked for or invited, but that's a good thing. I I, I love, again, the picture in Isaiah. It talks about how immense God is and how small the world is to him. Isaiah 40, 12, it says, speaking of God, who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand and with the breath of his hand marked off the heavens, who has held the dust of the earth in a basket or weighed the mountains on the scales and the hills in a balance. That's how big God is. That's how small the world really is to him. And so the first thing that changed is the world got a lot smaller. A- and we found it wasn't just even about our economy, but world nations, economies, how tired, how, how tied they are uh, to one another. A- and then second thing I think that happened, and I think it's really a positive thing in all this, was the church got closer. The world got smaller, but the church got closer. Uh, We had Zoom groups instead of small groups. Uh, Christians who had no contact for months in their traditional, you know, our our, our building here, our worship space, uh, we had live prayer every day. Uh, We had Wednesday worship, Joe Gattuso leading us in in worship in, in Austin. And Michelle, and, and you know, those are, those are some real tender moments that I'm, I'm not soon going to forget that because of the challenges and difficulties of 2020, uh, I think we're stronger because of it. I think the Valley family is stronger because we, we've embraced those challenges and, okay, what do we need to do? Because the mission of Jesus has not changed at all. Uh, a, a lot of our just ways of living and that we've gotten accustomed to and real comfortable with, they've changed. But the mission of the church, the mission Jesus gave to his church, that hasn't changed at all. Um, you know, worship and teaching went, went all digital. Had the, the biggest Easter ever in history. You know, I think it was like close to 10,000 views uh, you know, of our Easter service, just amazing. I had, I had friends that I, I graduated from high school with that, um, that, that actually 
we're, we're watching our Easter service on, on the other side of the country. Uh, that wouldn't happen otherwise, but everybody was home, and we were able to come right into uh, the living room or wherever it was that they were watching. So huge benefit. We really were uh, a body of believers uh, worldwide. And I remember so many pastors around the country uh, and around the world reaching out um, and, and we pray for one another. And Greg, how are you doing? And, and I'd say, how are you doing? And um, so, so the church a- as a whole, I, I think, got a lot closer. Galatians chapter 6, verse 2, we talked about this this year. Uh, it, it says, carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. You know, our Spread Hope initiative, we, we literally fed thousands of meals during the shutdown provided groceries i mean just all that we were able to do uh i i think it was our best hour i I really do to this point uh as a valley family and you know there's an old saying with pastors i think it's really true we saw it this year hard times are good for business (laughs) when it comes to being a pastor i mean you never want it to happen but you kind of embrace them because there's something about during the hard times that people remember God. And, and so uh, I, I think we've seen that the church is closer. Another thing that I think changed forever in 2020 that maybe had something to do with the COVID-19, maybe not, but uh, our nation is more divided than it's ever been in history. Uh, or let me say this, since the Civil War. And uh, I, I don't think uh, with a new administration words are just going to heal this land uh only jesus is going to be able to bring healing to our land um you know it's it's not just wave a magic wand and and all of a sudden the animosity uh the violence we saw in the streets property burned and destroyed uh those things just aren't healed with a slogan and and so our nation I, i think is one of the most regrettable things uh that happened in 2020 is more divided. Uh, Proverbs 14, verse 34 says, God, I love this in the message translation, uh, God devotion makes a country strong. God avoidance leaves a people weak. And I think that's one of the biggest things that's happened this year politically. Uh, God's been left on the sideline. And so that's why you see, if you'll remember what what we viewed happening in the streets bloodshed murder violence destruction hate all new you know levels we've never seen in our lifetime uh, and, and that's the the product of turning our backs on god as a nation god devotion makes a country strong but god avoidance leaves people weak and, and i think it's interesting notice that the verse does not say god avoidance in the past and it doesn't say you know uh god devotion in the past there's a present tense ramification and consequence that happens almost immediately when a nation is devoted to god positive things strength when a nation avoids god there's real dire consequences none of that has to do with who's sitting in the White House. What, what really it has to do with, can I put it this way, who's sitting in the church house. A- and the, the verse does not say that our past will uh, exalt us one day, 
today or, or tomorrow. It, it doesn't say that, that our current God avoidance will one day be the consequences on our children. It says right here, right now. And so as our nation is, is more divided than it's ever been in my lifetime, safe to say. Uh, that's something that happened in 2020, and I don't think that's going to be reversed anytime soon. I don't, I don't think it's going to be reversed until, as a nation, we turn back to God. And if we don't, uh, it's not going to get any better. It's probably going to go continue to slide in the opposite direction. Uh, politics became polarized. Uh, bipartisanship completely died. Instead of just voting our conscience, everyone just spewed venom. Uh, responses to how we solved the pandemic split along party lines. There was seemingly no issue where there was any middle ground that existed. And, and that's still the case, even as, uh, as we're about to start a new year. We, we've, uh, you know, had to calm down some of the startling dialogue that, that was going on, but, but, but there's still these great, great undertones and undercurrents in our nation today dehumanizing everyone and anyone that doesn't agree with your political position. That's happened in the church. We've talked about that. That's happened Christian to Christian as well. And, and this tear, this fragmentation in our nation uh, was really accentuated. I think it's important that we remind ourselves of, of what the Bible says. In, in Psalm 20, verse 7, in a relatively new translation of the Bible called, uh, paraphrase, uh, called the Passion Translation, it says, some find their strength in their weapons and their wisdom, but my miracle deliverance can never be won by men. Our boast is in the Lord our God who makes us strong and gives us victory. And I think we need to really remember that and continue to look to Jesus because he's the only one that, that's really going to turn this nation around. No political party, no elected official is ever going to have the power or the strength to do that, regardless of what they say. If they could, they would have already done it, and it wouldn't be going the other direction. Uh, another thing that changed, I think, forever uh, in, in 2020 was uh, our priorities got reordered. Our priorities got reordered. We, we really realized that, you know, for many of us, relationships are, are really the most important thing. It's not the stuff. Uh, it, it, it's not, you know, being able to go out to eat dinner without wearing a mask or, you know, whatever that thing was. Uh, it's about rela relationships. In Proverbs chapter 27, uh, verse 10, I love this in the message translation, and it means so much to me, this verse. Uh, Don't leave your friends or your parents' friends and run home to your family when things get rough. And here's the key part of this. Better a nearby friend than a distant family. You know, for a lot of us, we couldn't see our families. We, uh, our families are too far, and we are all quarantined. So, so better to have a friend, you know, right down the street uh, th than, like, my friends and family. Uh, most of my family's in Virginia or, or, or down in Georgia. And so better a friend nearby than a brother far away. And uh, I, I just want to encourage you. I, I've been looking at this myself, this, just coming up into this next year. Uh, to prayerfully consider about a, a couple of friends that you can just really invest your time in in 2021. Uh, I, I know if it weren't for the friends that I have 
that have really encouraged me through this year. Uh, real easy as a pastor to get discouraged. Uh, I, I don't think I would have come out the way that I am right now, feeling healthy and strong uh, spiritually, uh, emotionally, um, if it weren't for those godly friends uh, that I had in my life. And so I'm, I'm really uh, convicted and, uh, and I'm really determined to, to invest in more friendships this year, make a priority of, of even new friendships. Because uh, better a, a friend nearby than a, than a brother far away. Better a friend at the end of the, end of the road, <laughs> at the end of the street in the neighborhood than, uh, than a brother in, in Georgia. And, you know, I heard actually Denzel Washington say this recently. I, I saw his quote. I thought it was fantastic. He said, if you hang around with five confident people, you will be the sixth. If you uh, hang around with five intelligent people, you will be the sixth. If you hang around with five millionaires, you will be the sixth. If you hang around with five idiots, you will be the sixth. So, so with that mind, as, as you know, we, we really got reordered our priorities, who are you hanging around? Who, who are you going to make a priority in your life in 2021? Because whoever they are, you'll probably be the sixth if you've got five other friends, the quality and the characteristics of their life. And, uh, you know, even, even in that movie, uh, the Christmas movie we've talked about in the past, uh, It's a Wonderful Life, Clarence the Angel said, no man is a failure who has friends. No man is a failure who has friends. Proverbs 18.24 says, there are friends who destroy each other, and it's in quotes, friends, New Living Translation, who destroy each other, but a real friend sticks closer than a brother. I think ultimately that's talking about Jesus. That's talking about the Holy Spirit. But, but there are friends who really become family in the middle of adversity. And, and so that's one of the things I think that really happened in 2020, that that's never going to be the same, that, that some friends took that step forward and, and really became family dur during this difficult time. Next thing I think that, that changed forever was the outdoors got more precious. The outdoors really uh, became more precious to us. Psalm 19, verse 1, uh, it says, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the skies proclaim the work of His hands. I, I spent more time on, on my back patio, <laughs> uh, you know, just kind of taking in. First of all, it was, it was like March, and, and of course, there, there's really no, no leaves on the trees or, or anything like that. And then I just noticed more than ever, spring, the season starting to change. And then summer on the back patio, and then fall, and, and just those glimpses. Uh, as I'm looking back, we we've got you know some cleared backyard, but then, but then some forest right behind us. And uh, I've spent more time in the outdoors this year personally than than um, than probably any other year of my life because of the the stay home order, you know, because of the shutdown and all, and uh, just kind of rediscovered. Uh, the beauty of nature, I, I would say, at a real personal level. So, you know, I think we need to spend more time outdoors. The Bible just, again, talks about how the heavens declare the, glories of the glory of God. And I uh, encourage you to do that. Rediscover, like, just the beauty of just uh, a day's drive from here. 
uh, we had opportunity to spend a little bit of time a couple days down at Long Island Shore uh, with some friends there. I, I never knew, just, just a few hour drive from here, how beautiful uh, parts of, of New York actually are. Of course, upstate a- as well. And so I encourage you to, to do that. Maybe you need a, maybe you need a little uh, occasional picnic or, or something like that as a pickup. Uh, maybe not in the winter right now as we're all trying to keep warm by the fire uh, like I am. But, uh, but, but just think about that plan, some of that, some day trips like that. Uh, next thing that changed forever in 2020, uh, the future got more uncertain. The future got more uncertain. Psalm 28, verse 7 says, The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in Him and He helps me. My heart leaps for joy. And with my, uh, my heart leaps for joy. And with my song, I praise Him. And so as it got more uncertain, uh, I, I think for many of us what, what's happened is we've pushed more into uh, the presence of Jesus, leaning into Him uh, because He's the hope. We've talked about that so much this year, just trying to, Point people to Jesus because he's the hope. He's the one in uncertain times, and they're still kind of uncertain, you know, getting a little more clear. Uh, but, but nobody knows what things are going to look like a couple years from now, even the end of this year. We've seen how fast things can change uh, in, in less than a calendar year. No one in January when we were all like, best year ever. This is going to be my year. Uh, no one anticipated this. I, I, I do remember my word for the year that, that I felt like God had given me for 2020 was abide. Abide. If you abide in me and my word abides in you, uh, so, so much about abiding in the Bible. Uh, I didn't foresee this happening in 2020, uh, but I'm thankful for that word because it almost was like this reminder for me personally that that was really what God wanted me to do was abide in him. And, and so... The future got more uncertain. Uh, Psalm 37, verse 10 says, Many are the woes of the wicked, but the Lord's unfailing love surrounds the one who trusts in him. And so I just really encourage you as things are still uncertain. And maybe you're facing some new uncertainty here in the new year as it's coming quick. Uh, Trust in the Lord. Put your trust and hope in him. Uh, The Western world seemed to be just in a total free fall. Major industries needed to subsidies just to stay open. Currencies and economies seemed doomed. Sports, movies, even Disney World struggled for customers and had to close down. And when it reopened, it wasn't like who was attending before. And so our trust can only be in God, ultimately. Our economy can be brought to its knees by uh, something as microscopic as a virus. Total decimate the strongest economy our nation has ever witnessed a little microorganism, and so I, I I love that song. It says, "I know who holds the future, and life is worth the living just because he lives." I think it was Andre Crouch years ago, back when I was young, used to sing that. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. And then the last thing that I think changed forever, at a very personal level for me. Uh, in, in 2020 was my prayer life got a lot deeper. Uh, my, my time alone with God in, in prayer and devotion, um, instead of it becoming something I felt like I had to do, that I tried to do every day, it really became something that I 
I get to do. Something that I, I look forward to doing. And so my prayer life got deeper. Psalm 18, verse 6 says, I called to God, I cried to God to help me. From his palace, he heard my call. My cry brings me right into his presence. And I have a private audience with him. And I've shed a lot of tears, I think more than I can ever remember this year. Um, tears for you, Valley family. Tears for family members that I knew were just struggling. Tears just, God, what am I supposed to do to, to be the, the husband Susie needs me to be? Be the father my girls need me to be. Tears to be the pastor that you need me to be. And uh, God's answered me. He's heard my cry. And you know, I don't want to lose that. I, I, I don't want to lose that in 2021 when some of what we get real, we've gotten real comfortable with in 2019, maybe some of that starts to return. I, I, I want to continue to have a deep prayer life, not doing it on a daily basis because I have to but because I want to, because I long to, because I have a, I love that, a, a private audience with God. I've learned this year to wait on God, uh, slow down, stop talking, uh, just sit before Him, those early morning hours, just, just in worship, just Him and I. My hurried kind of order at the window, prayer life didn't cut it, it was a whole new world in 2020. And uh, I think I'm better for it. I don't know that I want to repeat it. <laughs> I don't know if I had it to do all over again that I would. But I'm thankful for almost every single one of these changes with the one exception about the condition of our nation. I I'm thankful for, for these changes. And I can see God's hand in it. And so, you know, what has 2020 taught you? Maybe, maybe it's good to just spend a couple, these next few days before the new year, just writing those things down. Take some inventory and just, just I want to encourage you to look back, give God thanks for his mercy, give God thanks for his grace. Hopefully we'll never have another year uh, like 2020. That's one of the things I'm praying, like, Lord, let us learn these, whatever lessons that you wanted to, to help us learn in the midst of all this difficulty. We don't want to go around this mountain one more time. L let us learn. And uh, the one thing that, uh, that I've learned through all this, if I had to kind of boil it down, is that uh, we all grow strong if we look to Him in the middle of the struggle. And so let me just pray right now and uh, close this time of fireside chat. Uh, that we've been able to bring to you uh, special on online campus this weekend. 
Father, we just thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness. Lord, we thank you for even the difficulty that we've gone through, that you've been there. And Lord, we do, uh, we, we just want to embrace the lessons that you wanted us to learn in, in using some of these real difficult days that we've walked through in 2020. Thank you, Lord, that we've walked through it. Thank you, Lord, that you've been with us. Lord, I'm just reminded of what David said in Psalm 23. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Thank you for comforting us. Thank you for caring for us. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. And Lord, may we continue to walk with you into the new year. A new year and each of us knew you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I love you, Valley family. Happy New Year, and we'll see you real soon.